wake up in the morning and if you can be in a place where you can hear what's happening outside, sit down, close your eyes if it's comfortable, and just allow yourself to listen to the surround sound. Listen to all the sounds that are happening. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesdays. It is Rosie and Tessa. Hello. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Hump day. Getting over it. Do you know why it's called hump day? I don't. Do you? No. I mean, I always assumed it was like the middle of the week and like you think of like um, the trajectory of a climax, like it has a apex and then you go down. So I okay, I'm just like uh, I'm Googling it. So oh, good idea. Uh, the term alludes to the fact that Wednesday is the middle of the work week, meaning that one has made it over the hump towards the weekend. Mm. Very straightforward. <laughs> yep Uh, yeah that's uh there's no real mystery there but yes it's Wednesday and what better way to start your Wednesday or end your Wednesday or have a little break during your Wednesday than to listen to a little bit of wisdom for the day yeah and we have had such uh nice feedback um I don't know what I'm expecting it's like we just keep getting people saying that they're really loving this which is great yeah Yeah. this is nice you guys but give us some suggestions like so that we do have some i'm not going to say who she's been a big time listener of the show and she sent um more of a question and i thought okay yeah i definitely want to share another one of my wisdom um nuggets Mm -hmm. but i also want to be able to answer this question and so the question was if i hold on i'll just read it over all the years that I've learned different lessons in my life, and I would say that I've acquired wisdom, why is it still difficult for me to apply these lessons to my life? For example, I keep choosing the same type of mate. Mm, right? So I'm just like, <laughs> I, I thought about maybe we could, do, I don't know, I, I was thinking maybe this isn't a wisdom Wednesday type of topic because it's more relationship based, but I mm. think it absolutely is a wisdom topic. What oh, do you think? That's so, yeah. I, I, first of all, I love the question. And, and second of all, it's just like, it speaks to the human experience of like, this is why we're here. I think to make those mistakes and hopefully learn from them and go up and down with that. And and maybe we don't learn that lesson in this lifetime, but maybe we do. Yeah, I like that. I think it definitely is something to consider. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like in my life, and I'll, I'll answer it from my experience, and maybe Tess, you can answer it from yours, but yeah, I have also had lessons I've learned over and over, actually as recently as just a couple of weeks ago, uh, something that Tess and I, we've, we've talked about, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to relationships, but it pertains to a way of being. Um, I oftentimes want to just, hand, I'm, I'm very... I'm a little bit controlling, but I'm also really good at delegating. The problem with the delegation is that I just expect everybody to care about my stuff as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And that's never the case. That's never been the case for me. And in fact, if there is something I've learned is is that it's it's nobody's ever going to care about my business, my podcast, my trainings, my my the content that I put out there as much as I do, obviously. I mean, that's just with everything, right? But I still continue to practice the idea of delegating, but the problem is I'm delegating from a from not the right place, and I'll clarify that. Maybe the people listening, you guys listening, can relate to this. Instead of coming at it from a place of collaboration to have somebody help me carry the plate, I just want to have somebody else carry the plate entirely. I'm like, oh, here, yes, delegate. Here you go. And then oftentimes I'm disappointed because they drop it halfway mm-hmm. to the kitchen or wherever they're going. <laughs> I'm hungry right now, so this is going to be the metaphor I'm going to use. But I continue to do it over and over and over again. And it's a lesson I continue and continue to have to learn. And I feel like this time it actually clicked and I got it. And I was able to sort of breathe through it so that I can give myself the space that I need to just not pressure myself. Because the thing about delegating tasks, we feel everything is urgent and everything needs to happen now. And sometimes we have deadlines or we have events or things coming up that we do have a deadline. But at the end of the day, we have to reprioritize and change our perspective to be able to give ourselves the space that we need to do things ourselves and to do them efficiently. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I mean, I I love the metaphor. It it really paints a very vivid picture. (laughs) Um, And I think my response to that well, the prompt to begin with, the prompt of kind of like a lesson, a lesson being repeated over and over again and feeling like this keeps coming up for me, what am I missing is an invitation. When I, when I look at it like that, it's like an invitation to peel back the layers a little bit, to introspect and understand. Like you, you've just, I feel like Rosie, we really did kind of tap that nail on the head last week and started to think about well, what's underneath that deep-seated belief about yourself or the way that you work? And then in terms of relationship, kind of like peeling back the layers of what do you believe about yourself in relationship to yourself? Do you believe that you deserve a, a certain type of mate? And where did that belief come from? And is that even your voice in your head? Um, so to me, those repetitious experiences or relationships are invitations to introspect and um and understand if there is like an unconscious pattern operating Mm. that's playing out in front of you 
right, to help you realize or recognize. And I mean, it doesn't always get resolved right away. It takes years sometimes for us. So have you had that experience in a relationship yourself? I have. And I wouldn't say to to me, it manifests more in friendships. I have Mm. this repetitive friendship thing happening. Can you explain? (laughs) Can you tell us? Yeah. So and I, I still feel like I don't have the answer to this, but what happens is um, I get into these really close relationships with women. Like they're my best friend, you know, we do everything together. They're like, I love you. I'm like, I love you. I, I would die for you. I'd roll over for you, whatever. And then um, suddenly they disappear out of my life. Like they drop off the radar and stop talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I take it as, wow, I must have done something really offensive or you know just absolutely terrible to be rejected in this way you know I I must have done something to deserve this and to me that says more about my experience of my belief of rejection that like no matter what happens I will be abandoned Mm. and so then that takes me back to childhood well what happened in childhood why do I have this deep-seated belief and um you know, it's again, it's like this invitation to kind of peel it back, peel it back, peel it back. And do I have the answer to, the, to that? I mean, I'm sure there's some way that I'm showing up in relationship that is causing that abrasion, even though I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. But there is something there that I'm that I'm doing to create this outcome. So I think it's a matter of spending time on that journaling about it. Um, reflecting on it having a good therapist to talk to about that because they're great at reflecting and mirroring um things back to you I don't yes. know if that helps but that's that's yeah what I got. <laughs> yeah I like that too I think to piggyback on that I can absolutely relate and I think that for her for this particular listener um you know that this experience that you're having repeating these cycles it's an opportunity to um i I say this but i also don't want to sound callous but it's operator error right like there is a point when we make the mistake over and over where you have to reflect and say oh it's always somebody else's fault maybe maybe i have to do a little self-inquiry this was my uh realization that's why i brought up the um example of for me the the work situation because it's something that i encounter every single time and it's somehow always somebody else's fault like well they were doing this and they had this and they had the information or they should have asked me or why did they wait so long or why did they mess this up you know that kind of thing where it's every single time And then I have to stop and ask myself, what is my role in this Mm -hmm. situation, especially in relationships? And I'll totally relate to your experience with friendships. I've had similar experiences, but for me, I am, I think I'm very, um, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a great friend, but I, I think I am. I think that part of my issue is yeah, I'm not a very good friend <laughs> because, and some of my friends might be like, oh, you're the people that I have had in my life. I've had for a very long time and I've nurtured those relationships and I just know and have learned so much about energy and how much energy relationships 
uh, require. Mm -hmm. And, and I know my bandwidth. So I think it just comes from a place of awareness. Like I know that I can't give, (laughs) I've had these relationships with girlfriends of mine where I'm like, I can't give you what you need, like very much like a romantic relationship because it's very similar mm-hmm. you know yeah. aside from that you can have really intimate relationships with your girlfriends I mean the girlfriends in my life that I have like I'm super they're like the rider dies you know they're super mm-hmm. close and I feel that I would rather spend my time nurturing those relationships in- instead of you know I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that might sound extremely ignorant of me or makes me sound like an asshole. Everybody listening, it's like, oh, Rosie's a terrible friend. I love everybody. Here's the thing. Like, you know, this Tess. I am so loving and nurturing, but, but if it comes down to, I look at relationships as a give and take. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people in my life that love to take from me. Mm-hmm. and and I have to be able to toe the line I love to give look if I I love to give to everybody as much as I can I'm an over giver I'm an over nurturer I'll do anything for anybody but when it comes to having a a compatible relationship where it's not asymmetrical that takes a lot of energy for me and I would rather spend that energy nurturing the people in my life who I've already had a relationship with and nurtured and know that these people are my family you know yeah I don't know does that make sense oh totally and I think what I love about what you're saying is that it's really a conscious choice to spend the time on the people that have been with you through all of it through the ups and downs that you know you can depend on and that's where you want to spend your energy And I feel the same way in that, you know, there's only a finite amount of time in the day and pay attention to where you're putting that energy and pay attention to the relationships and how they make you feel. Is there a give and take when your best friend asks, when you ask your best friend a question, like, how was your day? And, um, she wants to genuinely know the answer to that. And there is this reciprocity and you ask her the same thing and you're like really interested in her answer as well. There is that like feeding and nurturing of each other, which is instead of um, taking away energy from you, most likely gives you energy versus the relationships that are like more acquaintances that take the time that feel draining. Maybe it's just not where you want to put your energy. Oh man, this is is so, this so relates to the quote that I was going to say today. I'm like, we're literally just going there. Um, without a plan, which I really love. Mm -hmm. It totally relates to what we're talking about. So my quote for the day, my wisdom of the day comes from uh, BKS Iyengar's book, Light on Yoga, which is one of my, it was actually one of my first yoga reads that Mm -hmm. made zero sense to me. (laughs) When I first read it, I was like, what is this? What is a samskara? What, what Mm -hmm. is this? energy what is this prana and uh prakriti what what are all these things you know um and so anyway it's a great book anybody who's ever taken a yoga teacher training or who is uh wanting to dive deeper into their yogic studies it's a book that i 100 percent recommend it's uh required reading in any of the trainings that i've done Uh, tessa is very familiar with this 
Mm -hmm. uh, this yes. book. And so the, the quote I'd chosen for today is, um, it's on, I think it's in the beginning of the book and I, I think I don't actually have it, but I mean, have it to show you guys, but I think it's on page like three or four. It's right at the beginning of the book. Uh, and it says the yogi uses all, all of, I'm going to say his and hers there. The yogi uses all of their resources, mm -hmm. physical, economic, mental, or moral to alleviate the pain and suffering of others. They share their strengths with the weak until they become strong. They share their courage with those who are timid until they become brave by their example. Mm -hmm. They deny the maxim survival of the fittest, but make the weak strong enough to survive. They come as a shelter to one and all. So I love that because that is everything that we're talking about right now, how we utilize all of those resources to share our strength, but it doesn't say that we have to give up our strength in order to um, connect with others, in order to be the example, to help our community, to help our friends, to help the people in our lives. And I'm a big proponent on caring for yourself so that you can care for others. Yeah, absolutely. And Mary Ruth just talked about that last Friday in terms of, you know, thinking about building a business, like, first, you have to really develop that relationship with yourself. Um, and that is the foundation of any relationship that then you're going to go out and have with another, whether it is platonic or friendship or romantic. You have to understand the relationship that you have with yourself, you have to understand how you talk to yourself. And in that way, like you were saying, by example, you're teaching others how to treat you, how to be around you, how to treat themselves and how, how to treat others as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. that. And I think it totally makes sense to what we're talking about as well. And I want, I want to just go back to what I was saying. Um, and I'm not the way I am because, oh, I've been burned by people. And so I'm like, I'm just going to focus on my friends. That's not it at all. I just feel that for me and what I know about relationships, I believe that relationship is the highest form of spiritual practice we can have. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to really fully be present and invest the energy and the time to not only receive but also to give it creates a deeper reservoir for your vitality for your spiritual well to get filled mm -hmm. you know and yeah. i think that sometimes we we have such a desire to be loved and to be accepted that we're willing to lose ourselves in the process we're willing to martyr ourselves in the process we're willing to run ourselves into the ground mm -hmm. so that we are loved and appreciated and feel needed when that work needs to come within we need to do that work ourselves we need to be the ones to cultivate that discernment to know okay i need to fill my cup first before i go and help fill everybody else's or like like the quote says um we have to be able to share our strength 
until the weak can become strong. Not I have to share my strength until I'm weak and you're mm -hmm. strong. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm, I love that. Yeah. So something to think about, I think. Mm -hmm. All right. Very I'm excited for yours. Okay. Well, uh, so as we all know, I love poetry. <laughs> yes. I have like a, a bound and <laughs> an abundance of books of poetry. Yes. Um, Our in house <laughs> poet. <laughs> So Havis is another one of my favorites. I love um, that. That's one of my The gift is one of my faves. Me too. It's so good. There's so many poems in here I could pull from and be inspired by. But to build a swing on page 48 is the first poem that I actually ever had read to me. And it was when I was in my early 20s in college and um, I had just found yoga. Like I had just found my own yoga practice. And at the end of this practice, the teacher read this poem to build a swing. And I was just lying there on my back listening. And because poetry is so um, interpretive of you and your experience and what it means to you, like there's no right or wrong answer. For some reason, it just like bubbled up this well of emotion. And as I read it now, I'm like, what was I going through back then that that mm -hmm. inspired such tears? Anyways, I'll share it. So you carry all the ingredients to turn your life into a nightmare. Don't mix them. You have all the genius to build a swing in your backyard for God. That sounds like a hell of a lot more fun. Let's start laughing, drawing blueprints, gathering our talented friends. I will help you with my divine lyre and drum. Javis will sing a thousand words you can take into your hands like golden saws, silver hammers, polished teak wood, strong silk rope. You carry all the ingredients to turn your existence into joy. Mix them, mix them. So, I mean, I think there's just like a million ways you can interpret that, right? Yeah. And and again, like I was saying, it depends on like where you are in your life and what your experience is and, and what you are going through. And right now, when I read that, I think back to this creative childlike person that I'm trying to tap back into. And I'm thinking about what did I want to be when I grew up? I had all of this imagination and I was always writing stories. And I had like one day I was like, I want to be a police officer. And then the next day it was a lawyer. And then I was like an author. And, you know, it just like I changed my mind every day. And so how does that childlike wonder and curiosity and um, just willingness to like explore the world around you kind of get lost over time? And how do we bring that back? So I guess my question is to you and the listeners, Rosie and everyone out there who's listening with us, what did you want to be as a child? And how has that evolved over time? When you think about yourself in your current state and you think about yourself in 20 years from now, do you see yourself, do you want to see yourself doing something different? Hmm. Like something that brings you more joy? Oh. Yes. Oh, such a great question. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear what the listeners think. Um, even just you start thinking about it for me, I told, I'm with you. And I think we've talked about this before. Um, 
I've had, I had so many different, oh, I, what, up until my twenties, I was still changing my career. Mm-hmm. I was wanting to become a chef and then I was wanting to become a doctor and I wanted to then become a chiropractor and a marine biologist and a health coach and mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, a designer. Like it just went on and on. Um, just trying to find that, that thread of joy, right? That what is, what is my purpose? Um, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, because sometimes our passion doesn't necessarily need to become our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, our purpose can become our passion, but I think it's important to be able to tell the difference. I, I love that poem so much. There's so much in there and the whole idea of bringing back that inner child to have that novelty play in our lives is I think so important. It's all those little things that accumulate to make us feel fulfilled. You know, people are often asking, well, how do I feel fulfilled? Like, how do I, how do I find happiness? You know, people are so unhappy or they're feeling disconnected from the inner child. They're feeling disconnected from, and what they're doing is mixing the ingredients for the nightmare right like we mix we mix those ingredients and wow it's it's so powerful to think about how powerful we are in our minds how our minds are continuously creating and we have this roommate that lives in our mind that's constantly narrating everything but we have the power to redirect those thoughts you know I, i was reading you know, maybe I'll, I'll use this quote for next week, but um, The Untethered Soul by mm-hmm. Michael Singer. I love that book. I mean, it's so such a great, I've read that book so many times. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done so much work around it. There's, every time I read it, there's something new that mm-hmm. stands out. Yeah. And I always find it so, when it's just like the book of awakening, right? You're reading it every day, you're learning something new. And even though you've read it a, a lot of different times, it just hits you different. I mean, the the entry that I read today on the Book of Awakening, I had read that in a in a yoga class before, mm-hmm. and I did. I'm like, wait, this sounds really familiar, and I'm like, oh my god, this this did not resonate with me like like mm-hmm. it did back then. Like, I don't yeah. even know how I found it, you know, and it just hit me differently. Mm-hmm. Just like this this thing that Michael Singer talks about our mind and how we have the opportunity to change that. And he gives the example of energy Mm. and how, for example, and I'll go back to our listeners question. He gives the example of going through a, like a breakup, right? So you, you break up with somebody you didn't want to break up with and you're just have no energy. You just, you're in bed and you don't even have the energy to eat like everything's a mess there's just shit everywhere and you just you're like I just have no energy like I just want to be a couch potato and feel this lethargy and be completely inertia Mm -hmm. and then let's say said ex boyfriend girlfriend partner gives you a call and says hey I'm sorry about what happened can we meet today? Can we meet tonight for dinner? All of a sudden you're just like, yes. And you get up and 
you have this, <laughs> where did this energy come from? All of a sudden you're cleaning your stuff, you're picking everything up, you're getting ready. You're, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing changed in that moment other than your thought. Mm-hmm. That energy would, you didn't, you know, drink some energy juice or go-go, I call it go-go juice. Um, Uh You didn't have your go-go juice and all of a sudden you're all amped. You just, the things in your mind that make you motivated, Mm -hmm. the things in our minds that we tell us that are so, that keep us from doing the thing that we need to do that we know we need to do, like working out or getting that project done or starting that business idea or starting to paint or seeking out novelty and putting your phone down all of those things are right at our fingertips yet we just create a plethora of excuses to not be able to do them and it's all it's all wild right it's like so magical how I could motivate myself to go into my house and clean my entire room fold every single article of clothing and do all of the things that I need to do finish all my writing get all my podcasts recording and just feel like, ah, feels so good. But I could also be like, oh no, like I can't do it. Test, just cancel, cancel them all. Like mm-hmm. I just can't, I don't have the bandwidth, like thinking about all of it. I'm just going to let my room be a mess for another two months. Like just, I cannot <laughs> do it. Mm-hmm. And either will be understandable. I think that we can all relate to feeling those things, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. What, What that has me thinking is um, when you notice you're in that pattern of lethargy um, and it's like this cycle of, oh, here I am again. I chose that same partner. I chose that same activity that drains me. This is a, a sign from that soul self inside or that child inside saying, hey, I'm here. Pay attention to me. And what we've learned how to do, whether it's like environmental or society is seek our love and adoration outside of ourselves, which isn't lasting. It doesn't last forever. So we forget how to fill ourselves up on our own with those things that are creative and soulful to yourself. Like you were talking about, you know, you, you paint by numbers or Mm -hmm. for me reading a book or whatever it is that gives you energy, having a wonderful conversation with a really good friend, sitting in the sunshine, going for a walk, gardening, cooking, whatever it is that brings you energy that feeds your soul. Instead of doing that, we forget and we ask for someone else to love on us, someone Mm -hmm. else to do that work for us. And that's when I find that we find ourselves in those, at least for me, repetitive cycles. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my little child is like, hey, pay attention to me, please. My little Tessa. (laughs) How do you connect to your inner child? My favorite way is to be in the grass without shoes or socks on, like to get dirty, get my hands in the dirt, to just like lately I've been playing in the backyard with my dog, Bella, and she is just pure play right? She's like chasing bugs. She's hopping around. She's chasing her ball. So I get down there with her. Like, I don't care about if I'm going to get dirty. I like slap the ground with my hands with her. I I stain my knees with grass stains and I get dirt underneath my fingernails. That's one way. There's, there's a lot of different ways, but that's what I've been enjoying lately. Yeah. That's, I love that. That's cool. 
what everybody listening, I'm curious to hear your responses or think about ways that allow you to connect to that, that part of yourself that still needs love, that still needs nourishing, that still needs to feel protected by you, that needs to feel secure, that needs to feel the enthusiasm of your adult-like energy. Um, yeah, I really, I just love that. I think um, it took me many years. I, I didn't actually do any sort of like inner child work uh, until I was a lot, like in my 30s, I would say probably mm -hmm. like when I, in my early 30s, 30, 31, 32. So it took that long for me to be in a place where I was like, oh, there's, oh yeah, there's a younger me. What's mm -hmm. she like? Oh, she's yeah. fun. You know, she's, <laughs> she's, she loves going to the beach. Like that's her, that's her, her thing. You know, she, she loves it so much. Um, and to be able, can you hear the birds? My microphone. I know that sometimes when I listen to this back or I'm recording classes for Wanderlust, people are always like, I love hearing the birds. We have like an incredibly abundant bird sanctuary in our backyard. <laughs> well, you have so. these amazing treat, like you have the lemon Meyer tree, Meyer lemon tree. You have like grapefruits, all of yeah. these. We have this amazing. like, um, yeah, it's like a pergola that just yeah. grows this. I don't even know what this is called. The thing along the wall, it just, it's like huge, creates mm -hmm. a big wall. And that's where the birdies love to go. Mm. It's a sanctuary. Um, yeah, it's a sanctuary. And they're just so loud. Sometimes they're very vocal. And in fact, I use them as a part of my, my meditation practice in the morning. It's mm. my way of getting that. Here's a really great way to tune into your inner child. When you do your meditation practice, if you, if you have one, if you don't, you can do this as well. Just wake up in the morning. And if you can be in a place where you can hear what's happening outside, Sit down, close your eyes if it's comfortable, and just allow yourself to listen to the surround sound. Listen to all the sounds that are happening. Listen to the birds, listen to cars driving by or an airplane going overhead or the sound of people walking or talking or the sound of different animals, people slamming dishes in the kitchen, whatever it is, whatever you're around, immerse yourself in the experience of sound and then allow that sound to carry you in towards your internal landscape and utilize that moment, that experience to imagine yourself as a child to just see yourself, see, feel, or sense yourself as a child. And take your hand into that little child's hand and just be with. There's no doing, nothing needs to happen, nothing needs to be said. The hand in hand speaks a million words. Just allow yourself to be in that energy exchange and know what it's like in your body to just be with. And then when you're ready, just take a deep breath in and then exhale. 
and then open your eyes and you can come back so so nice yeah that was yeah that's fun it's a great way for anybody to go into that place um and it's very quick takes two two minutes (laughs) that's it um so i i definitely recommend people utilizing that practice to incorporate into your daily life if you can or just a couple of times a week but that's all I have to share today. Tess, do you have anything? No, I just thank you for the little guided meditation, <gasps> envisioning my childhood self. And for all of you listeners out there, envisioning your childhood self, what a wonderful way to just give a, a little self-compassion and self-care, you know? Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank everybody for listening to another Wisdom Wednesday we oh we forgot to do our wisdom, wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. I keep wanting to be like wisdom Wednesday. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, feel like we need a better. wand with this. Yes, uh-huh. a wand would be great. <laughs> um, maybe we need to wear our, like Harry Potter attire Ooh. the next time we do it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so thank you everybody for listening. As usual, feel free to send us any comment. And it doesn't, I mean, the person that sent us this, thank you. I'm saying person. You know who you are. Thank you for uh, inquiring and sending this. And even though she thought that it didn't pertain to Wisdom Wednesday, I mean, it absolutely did. I mean, it was basically the topic of this entire episode, so... Yeah, send us your thoughts. Let us know what queries are, you know, moving around in your in your mind, and we're happy to answer that. Um, we do have a little break coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, we are just going to take a couple of weeks off while we transition to season seven. Uh, like I said, there's going to be some. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, no. Yes, while we transition, I'm like, wait, what day or is it? While we transition, You're sorry, right. guys. So it happens, amateur hour. I've only been doing this for like five and a half, six years. No big deal. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a little transition time, and uh, you guys will all be alerted as to when that's going to happen. We hope that you guys are planning something really fun for the summer. Take care of yourselves, and remember that you are radically loved and radically supported, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back on Friday. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends, email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta, subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.